you like love? Are you a night owl? Then Late Night Love is a place for you. Since life is negative enough, here we discuss everything love. What we love, who we love, and why we love. So join us on Saturday night. And thank you, everybody, for joining us again on another excursion down the stream of consciousness. You almost had it. You almost had it. You were doing so well. Yeah, I know. And I completely forgot what I say. I just brain blanked. Down the river of consciousness. I had one minute it was there. Late night love. The next second it was gone. I really need to write that down and paste it right there or something. (laughs) I really do. Now it's right. a running gag. Yeah, I know. I've got a big wall of written stuff that y'all can't see it, but I've got a big, huge wall of stuff written over there of the things I'm working on. I could just write the script and, be, you know, like a cue card, you know, big old cue cards in the old days. I could cue card my wall. But no, no, no. We're going to screw it up every week and we're going to see which way I screw it up this week is apparently. <laughs> That's running gag. Yeah, now, wait, what is it? I should, oh, man, I had some money up here. I'll have to put a quarter into the screw up the intro jar and see how much. I have a quarter right here somewhere. Anyway, I'll put a quarter into the intro jar on the second half. I'll take a minute and find it. Anyway. There they are. (laughs) Ah, there they are. There we go. There's a quarter into the screwed up intro jar. There. (laughs) I better keep these around because I'm going to need these. (laughs) <laughs> oh man so oh, man, I'm not in the mood to do toxic mindset well it's not toxic mindset it's it's seven seven signs of unhealthy power dynamics in a relationship is what I have mindset. Ah. sorry that is right what was that it was you ah. yeah yeah I was sharing over here on our social media and the YouTube play because I clicked the wrong button. So it was gotcha. It was you like two seconds ago or three yeah. seconds ago. Yeah. Anyway. So yeah, toxic mindset, toxic relationships. And so I figured, well, what's how do you what do you partner with toxic relationships? And what do we have in the board that we could talk about? And so it was toxic mindset. But now let's sit here and it's a Saturday night. I'm not in the mood to talk toxic mindset. Of course, we don't have anything else to talk about, so we're going to have to do it. I'm just not in the mood for it. <laughs> I'm in too good of a mood to want to talk about toxic mindset. Well, we can always talk about something else until the last half, <laughs> and then we can review my article. Well, I don't know. No, we advertising toxic mindset. You know, we're dealing with toxic mindsets. We'll deal with toxic mindsets. But when we get before we get to that, let's get a few things out the way. We don't have any dear lovey letters just tonight. So, as a reminder, for if you want to uh, send us a dear lovey letter, you can email us at love at late like, late <sighs> love at late night love dot us. Is it dot us really? Yes. It's not dot com. Well, check. You have it on your... If I say it's not U.S., it's not U.S., I'm just... I'm having a weird brain day. It is oh. what it is. Oh. It is what it is. Well, 
I brain I literally had the intro in my in my brain one second and the next second it was gone. It happened to me earlier today when we were driving in the car. It's just one of those weird days where thoughts are fleeting. Spots are fleeting. <laughs> so this is gonna be an interesting show. Hang tight. <laughs> it might be more comedy hour than than discussion about life, love, relationships, and culture. So, you know, it is what it is. This is going to be a rough show for you over there, Lubby. I apologize. Yay! <laughs> this is going to be a long show for my Lubby Nader over there. Okay, so you can reach us at, or you can send me at Twitter at jazzrack. Uh, you can hit us up at our Facebook page, and I believe there's a, the contact form works at the website, uh, late night love us Apparently, I, let me really. I I can't believe that I don't know this. No, it's not us. It comes up on my thing. I, see, just my brain is being all weird. I, I'm having a weird brain day. It's not a bad brain. It's not you know. It, Minor irritants at worst. It's just, <laughs> just an odd day. It's just an yeah, odd day. Yeah, yeah. And if this was a more structured show like my political TV shows, then it wouldn't be an issue because I've we've got a script. We kind of follow the outline, and it is what it is. But, but we're unscripted here. Yeah, we're well, not totally unscripted, but we are free flowing format, and so. It, it is what it is. It's a, it's a, hey, you know, I'm a professional. I, I can deal with it. I can manage. We will get through it. We've done enough of these shows now where we can consider ourselves professional. <laughs> All right. So, anything else we've got? Uh, LateNightLab.us. You can catch us, uh, the uh, podcast version of this over at anchor.fm slash late night love or your favorite podcast service and if we are not on your favorite podcast service please send us a note or put it in the comment and we will get set up but we're on the big ones apple amazon spotify, spotify iHeartRadio. so we're on the biggies um and so so what have we done this week have you had anything interesting this week and uh, if you want to chat about it, maybe over there, just do something. Well, give me a second. Okay. Well, well I... the, the chat's been all about our new president, and it's really mixed feelings out there. And uh, but overseas, they're very happy to see that there's been a change. They were tired. Yeah. Well. They're tired of the emotional circus, if nothing else. Uh, I'm not entirely sure they're going to be much happier with the foreign policy, but that's a political discussion. You know, it's a there is something to be said that it's an opportunity for us to, to be able to kind of take a relaxing break, because you know, what, no matter what your feelings are, one way or, or the other, we've all been on essentially high alert. Yeah. For five years now. And, you know, whether rightly or wrongly, it, it's really not relevant. Five well, years? It's, well, because the year campaign. 
the year campaign. Yeah. So it's been five years. And so rightly or wrongly, it's not really relevant. It is what it is now at this point. You know, it is what it is. It was what it was. And it was a five-year odyssey. And we're all kind of emotionally exhausted. And we in here in America forget that we play a large role around the world. You know, there's why, you know, it's not as superficial as it thinks, but we play a large role around the world, our culture. Our and culture does, yeah. It, it plays a large role in the world. And we should be more careful about what we put out there. Because, you know, we can actually do uh, more good than we realize if we uh, walk softer. You know, we've got the big stick. We don't need to walk loud. You know the old saying? Yes. Walk softly but carry a big stick. Doesn't mean you want to use the big stick. It just means you're willing to if you absolutely have to. I think everybody um, knows that. But it also works on your personal life. And this does dovetail into the toxic, into our toxic cotton. You know, how do you avoid getting into a toxic relationship? You've got to make sure you are able to use a, the big stick that you have if need be. If you're a pushover, if you're not able to defend yourself properly, you know, uh, predators will walk over you and they will find you because they're great at that. That's why they're predators. They're good at finding prey. And so I actually didn't get a chance to review the article. I had too many other broadcasts to do. This you week. did or you didn't? I didn't. So I'm, we're doing this one on the fly for tonight. I usually get a chance to at least look them over. Yes. But I had too many other. Uh, I had the extra um, interview this week with Oscar. Uh-huh. Yes. We have to have Oscar on. Yeah, Actually, we're good. That brings us back because me and Oscar, we sat down. We had a chat. It wasn't actually about politics. It was kind of about the back end of politics, the personal relationship with politics. And if you guys want to catch that, you can catch my podcast at Just James Just or Just for Sacramento. I forget what it's, but it's uh, what the podcast's name. I, I'm telling you, I've had a long week. <laughs> I can't even remember what my own personal podcast is named. <laughs> well, I converted it. It was the campaign podcast, and now I've converted it over to the personal podcast. But anyway, back to the, the topic at hand. If you're pushover, yeah, if you're a pushover, then so you have to be able to defend yourself, and so you have to be able to stand up for yourself properly, right? You don't want to be toxic doing it, and you don't want to just walk around defending yourself, but anyway, I completely forgot where I was going again. I told you I'm Well, when your boundaries are pushed consistently, you yeah. know, that's, that's... Well, you know, there's a difference between being kind, compassionate, and being weak. Spirited. And you want to avoid that. So, oh, that's right. We were talking about, and Oscar wants to come on. And we had a conversation about uh, oh, yes. the personal aspects of running for office, what it does to you emotionally, how it helps you grow as a person, as a human being. We didn't actually discuss politics and policy, 
we discussed what we learned as human beings. We discussed, and so it was an interesting discussion. And he's a young man, 25 years old, going to just join the National Guard in Ohio. And so he's going to come on. We're going to talk about generational generational dating, but not intergenerational dating, not, you know, we're a massive time difference. But what's the difference between people like us, old people who've been dated, you know, who no longer date and haven't been in the, or don't even know what dating is in the modern world versus people who are actually living what it's like to date today as a mid-20s young man, attractive, energetic. Dynamic. Yeah, I mean, he ran for state assembly at, yes. for state house at 24 years old. You know, that's an ambitious young man and, and thinking more about his community. And so how what's it like to, to go out there and try to, to date? That's a tough thing. And these days, we don't know enough about it. So how do we learn? We bring someone in yeah. who's experiencing it. And then another thing we want to do is we want to talk to uh, some of our transgender friends and have them, them come in and discuss you know, what's it like to date as a transgendered person. I don't think that's a conversation that we have. You know, there's so much discussion about issues with, you know, politically transgendered issues, but you can't solve those issues until you can discuss the human issues. And so, you know, that's one of the things we can do here. We can discuss this in a human way. And, you know, politics will follow. <laughs> you put more love and compassion into the world, guess what you're going to get out of it? You're going to get more love and compassion. You know, we change the culture. That's, you want to change the toxic level of our culture. That's how we do it just by putting more love. No politics. You don't need politics. You can ignore it. Just put more love into the world, one way or another. So anyway, so look for a special coming up, a couple specials coming up. I think we'll put those together. And if you have a podcast or you that's in our field and you want to come and have a discussion, or if you have an author you want to come talk or anything, please reach out to us. If you are just a normal human being and want to contact the love line, I, I keep forgetting to get it hooked up. I figured out how to do it. I just have to get it hooked up and then I have to train you how to do it. Okay. And so that's the hard part. We actually, we really need a third person here to play director, but it is what it is. Well, we'll have to fire that intern that we got. <laughs> You know, it is what it is. I have to get the grandson. That, 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 he's got to grow up fast. You know, at five years old, he'll be able to do it. How much you want to bet? <laughs> the way these dang little kids grow up so fast these days. I know my three-year-old granddaughter whips around on her little iPad. Yeah. They're just, just you know, it's like us with, I don't know, playing with rocks. It's kind of what I feel like. I look back at what these kids are doing these days at three years old, and I can remember my. I was playing I, with rocks. I was playing with rocks and eating dirt. I was, and these kids are sitting here doing these advanced gaming, you know, educational games on on the on these tablets, and I'm looking at these things. I can barely do that now. 
What the hell is going on? Or a friend of mine today, he posted a picture of his son, his fourth grade son. He made a model of um, a mission. You know, one of the California, oh, cool. one of the California missions. Of yeah. course. Yeah, but yeah. of course he's an architect. Uh oh. And so yeah, they've got you know, I don't know if it was a three D printer or a cutter or a, like a laser cutter or something. So he got this really. <laughs> now he did all the work. he got this really though. elaborate work. Now he the kid did all the work, so it's not like he didn't do the work, but he got to sit there. Fourth grade kid got to use architect mold, molding and stuff. The stuff they get to do, just the stuff these kids get to do too. Or I got to go to um, one of the things when I was playing Santa this year. I got to play Santa. Oh, you got to go to and my son-in-law's lab. Got to go. Got to do the lab. lab school. And these kids have a three D printer. Yes. I don't even have a three D printer. I I think the cool kid. I've got a laser jet. You know, I'm one of the cool kids. No, man, these kids are playing off with 3D printers and stuff. <laughs> I've got a color laser jet. You know, that's the height of technology back in my day. And now these kids, 3D printers. They're, you know, at school they're learning. That's their school equipment. Yeah. And our days, school equipment. Well, that's a that's a private school. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I know, but in our days, school equipment was brown paper and maybe a number two pencil. As <laughs> you had to bring your own, man. <laughs> and it was always the brown, ugly paper. <laughs> we didn't even get good paper. But of course, you know, if you're practicing, if kids are practicing writing, you know, their their penmanship or whatever, do you really want them using good paper? Why don't you just? Why wouldn't you just use the crappy paper? They're practicing writing. They're just going to throw it away, and real in these days recycle it. So why would you want to put good? Use have give the kids good paper for that anyway. Doesn't make any sense. So you know, as an adult, as a kid, you think about oh, I get this crappy brown paper. But as of course, in an adult, tax-paying adult, you go, you know, it's literally going to be used for twenty minutes. They're practicing their handwriting. Say, yes, the good. The teacher marks it. They go get it. Their parents look at it go, yay. Maybe it gets stuck on the fridge. Most likely, if it was like my handwriting, it get, doesn't even make it home. Because, it's you know. <laughs> Wait a minute. You had crappy brown paper? We had just regular paper. I don't know what you're talking about. No, we had crappy brown paper. Budget cuts. Budget cuts, huh? Yeah. Uh, yeah, but I'm going, well, why the hell would you give these you know, first and second graders while they're practicing their penmanship, good paper anyway. It's not necessary. It's a waste of good paper. Use the crappy fourth time recycled paper. <laughs> yeah, it makes more sense. Using the crappy quality paper for that. Now, for high school kids who are writing their reports, yeah, you want to use them some good paper because... You know, that kind of stuff makes a difference. But for those early elementary school grades who are really just practicing penmanship, is they're just practicing repetition. And there's no point. Now, it may be cheaper in the long run just to buy one kind of paper for the whole school because logistics, but that's a different question. 
I doubt that's true these days, but may have been true in the 90s. But with these days, you can get your paper delivered the next day for free from Amazon. Well, for it's not technically free. It's what, $14.99 a month for all your free delivery, for no charge delivery. Might get technical. <laughs> <laughs> for no extra charge delivery. That's how it works. We call it free, but it's not really free. You pay $14.99 for it. No, it's not $14.99. It's what, $13.99? Well, it's worth it for this household. We do a lot of Amazon shopping. They don't make any money off of you. <coughs> no, they don't make any money off of us. But that's because, you know, half my... No, well, I guess half the world doesn't use it anymore. They finally caught not on to anymore. all that. They caught on to all that. So there's a bit... No, the kids still use it, though. <laughs> I don't know. It's not like we were being sneaky about it, even. Like, half the planet essentially used my Amazon account for like three years, four years. Now, I'm exaggerating on half the planet, but my, my kids and some of my kids, some of their close friends, and that kind of thing, extended family. It was a long list. It was a long, and the strange thing is, there's a long list of credit cards sit there in my Amazon account, and quite literally, only one mistake happened. I mean, the whole time. See, only one mistake where someone used the wrong card. Well, in the case two, but I caught it and changed it before I because one was me, but I caught it and changed it before it actually charged, so it doesn't count. <laughs> But only one charge actually went through. I think I did that myself once. <laughs> yeah. But, and I'm sure other people have done exactly that where they realized they did it, went back and fixed it. But the only one actual mistake has ever made it through. Ever made it through. So it's pretty good. Everybody behaved themselves. Mind the P's and Q's, which is why I was allowed. But Amazon finally said, uh, you can't do that. Knock it off. Well, actually, all they really did was make me change my password. He said, this, look for, uh, this activity looks fraudulent. Well, that's because it kind of is. And so, <laughs> so, and I just told the kid, I gave it to the kids and told them to keep it to themselves. Uh -huh. And yeah, it's, it's about, it's probably a quarter of what it was, was is what it is now, the, the order volume. Well, they're missing out on all that business. So no, they're I not. Yeah. Those people are buying it. They're still buying it. They're just using somebody else's account. Oh. <laughs> the thing was, they think, okay, we'll get these other people to pay us $13.99. They're not going to pay you $13.99. They're just going to use their parents' account <laughs> or, their, or their girlfriend's account or whatever. They're not going to actually pay. If they were going to pay, they would have done it. My kids are doing just because they're lazy. They're not even cheap. They're just lazy. They just don't want to convert their account. They're just that lazy. <laughs> I told you I didn't want to talk about toxics. <laughs> I wasn't in the mood. I managed to go 24 minutes now. 
having to really talk about it. It's going to be a terrible show. I apologize, everybody. But I wasn't in the mood to talk toxic relationships yet. I'm still not. We'll have to because we haven't got nothing on schedule. I'm not sure I can go for another half hour. <laughs> talking about Halftime, we're starting my article. Yes, because I don't know if I can BS my way through another half hour. <laughs> well, we can tackle this one question you wanted to cover. All right, today. what was it? Do people change or just show their true colors? Okay, why did I mark that? Do you remember? Because you wanted to give it a longer conversation. <coughs> you said that's worthy of a conversation. Do people? I'm trying to remember what my what the point was. I kind of like how to make notes. You could listen to the daily dose. I think what it was is whatever I said on the daily dose wasn't. I didn't have time in the format we use there to uh, cover everything I needed. So I think something went unsaid, but I don't remember what it was. Okay. Oh, and you're going to hate me, and everybody on who's listening is going to find this either amusing or annoying. What was the topic again? Do people change or just show their true colors? Well, people, of course, people change. But I think what you mean by that is does people's fundamental nature change? Or is you just finally realize it? Or are they predators and very good at hiding it? There's the kind of the three things, right? You got your rose colored glasses. And so they're the who they always were. It's just you couldn't see it because you didn't want to for whatever reason. Right? There's that. So they didn't change. You did. You know, your glasses, your, your perspective of them changed. Then you've got the predators who are very good at masking who they really are. That's why they're successful predators. And so they don't change either. It's just they're very good at hiding. And you've got the potential for trauma to change somebody. Now, I don't necessarily know if it fundamentally changes who they are, but it can seriously change how they perceive the world and how they interact with the world. And, and I'm, you know, it, it can be traumatic for lack of a better word. And so that can actually change you. All kinds of trauma. You know, loss of a parent, unexpected loss of a parent. Doesn't even have to be necessarily to you personally can drastically change you. You know, may not turn someone who's fundamentally nice into a serial killer or something, but it might change someone who's happy into chronically depressed. Or it might take someone who's borderline depressed and then be send them over into bipolar or give them a I don't want to say a personality quirk. You can develop all kinds of, I can't think of the word, the term, compulsive behaviors. Okay. Obsessive compulsive. Yes. There's all, all, there's all kinds of ways those things can go. Now, over years, I mean decades, can people fundamentally change? Yeah. You can be a complete 
waste of human debris in space at 18, 19, 22 years old, and then in your 30s have completely changed to be a, a upstand, an upstanding person of your community. That happens a lot. <laughs> it just does. Now, is it fundamental change or did they finally just become the person who they really were? I don't know. Or is that maturing? <laughs> as we mature, as we gain experience in life, that changes us. Yeah. yeah. But is that changing or is that the becoming who they actually were? Because uh, maturing uh, uh, isn't uh, actually changing. It's just becoming who you were. Okay. It's then, just, be yeah, it's then just becoming yeah. your true self. If that's your definition. But yes. if you were just fundamental, and it's possible. It's not like it's impossible. It does happen. People work very hard to change, to become someone you know, that they can be proud of because they didn't like who they were. They just didn't like it. But it was who they were. And it, it takes decades to do that. But people do. Yeah. And the thing is, we don't see that. The only people that see that are the people within their family. Those kind of people, when they make that change, they don't go stand on a hill and celebrate it and beat their chest and go, oh, I'm a success. I've Because they be, they're too humble for that now. You know, they're not going to pat themselves on the back for that journey because, you know, the honor the journey now they know how hard it is and they're not going to put themselves they're not going to you know put, elevate themselves above other people they, they're too humble fundamentally because they know they're not really any better than anybody else they can very easily get back to where they were you know, they know how hard it is to be a righteous person for lack of a better word than it is to be a waste of human space. It's easy to be a waste of space. It's hard to stand up and be accountable to yourself and your family and your community. Yeah, because it, it's far too easy to get pushed down. It's far too easy to fall back down. So why not just stay Stay down. Why? Because the mud sucks. Get up. You're a human being. <laughs> Stand up. Yeah, we're all going to fall down in the mud. That's what we do. That's what we do. You know what else we do? We get back up. Dust ourselves off. Clear our eyes out. So, that sucked. And we move on. <laughs> Not, and it's not downplaying that because getting up can be awfully freaking hard. And some of us fall down more often than others. Some of us fall harder than others. But do you really just want to lay there in the mud? So, yeah, we can change. We can change. It's not easy. You have to want to. Or you have to mature. And that 
is a spot where we're going to take a short break. We will be back in a couple minutes. I have to get another refreshment beverage right after a word from our sponsor. And we are back for the second half of what was supposed to be a night of talking about pets and all that kind of stuff. But the first half of the show didn't really end up like that. I wasn't in the mood for it. So <laughs> um, for all the anybody who's actually still listening, send me a note and tell me why. Yeah. Okay. What do you got for me over there, lovey? Seven subtle signs of unhealthy power dynamics in a marriage. Okay, now this is something worth paying attention to because a truly healthy relationship can't thrive without a balanced split. At least, you know, I think we could talk about that. account for yeah being sick or busy and those periods of time and so yeah it's not a simple calculation i think is, is kind of your point it's not right. it's, it's not as easy as it seems it, on the surface you know lo- constantly looking if there's if there's balance can you know that's well yeah because you you're never going to actually be balanced balance, not completely no <laughs> no, no. you're never going to have 10 over there and 10 over there it's not going to happen you might have eight over there and 12 over there when, you know, and for one for a couple months and then six months later, it's completely reversed. Uh, the chances of you being actually completely balanced and you're, it, it's just not possible. We're far too human. We're far too fragile human beings, both physically and mentally. Desires, the things we go through in life, it's just not possible. I mean, now, if you hit that spot, if you actually do hit, you know, complete. Enjoy it. Enjoy it while you got <laughs> it, man. <laughs> last. You know, throw yourself a freaking party and, and enjoy the hell out of it. Ride it till the wheels fall off, man. <laughs> Drive it like you stole it. Whatever euphemism you want to do. So, <laughs> Because you know life is going to throw you something pretty soon, so you you know, and there's no way to avoid it. So just knock yourself out, <laughs> enjoy it while you got. Yeah, those okay. kind of, If you actually hit balance, yeah, yeah, just enjoy it while you find it. Because it's not. Yeah, I suppose maybe in your, in the later years. Yeah, maybe after you're retired. After you're settled. After you're retired, settled, you're settled I, and, and maybe before. Know. Well, but before the but before the see, any serious medical issues hit, you know, you may have. Maybe a few good years where balance is actually possible. Yeah. And enjoy them. Make the most out of them. Maybe that's why all those snowbirds, you know, that's why they're making the most out of their, that time. Maybe they're smarter than we think. They're making the most out of those good years, those balance years. I hadn't thought about that. That's going to sit with me. Okay. <laughs> okay. Number one, the first thing is um, their actions. This is uh, one of the subtle signs. Their actions leave you feeling isolated and alone. 
Um, some people in unhealthy relationships feel isolated from family and friends because their partner finds an excuse not to go or will sulk or not have a good time while there. Well, that, that's... Well, there's, okay, first we have the way. There's, well, actually, this is not actually a bad generic piece of advice. All these things will come with a caveat. Yes, all of these come with a caveat. Everything comes with a bit of a caveat. Because it can be one thing if they don't go, but what if they're perfectly happy to support you in going? And support you as but maybe they have a reason and maybe the reason reason makes sense in their context who you know who knows maybe they've got a brother-in-law they just simply cannot stand in the same room for for some reason or another you know, political position or you know it's not my brother i don't have to be in the same room right that kind of thing you know who knows there's all kinds of reasons. I have my own. You know, I, I can't go to events that or with cultures that are highly focused around food. Because my are highly food focused. Yes. And it's actually easier to explain why not to go than why I can't eat food. Is actually less effective to not go than to reject food. And so there's times when you have to, there's, so there's caveats. So it's are they not supportive of you? Are they not supportive of you having your own life and your, your and own friends? Your right. own friends right. being in contact. If they're isolating you, I think it might be a better way to put it. And it, maybe it goes down farther down the list. Maybe they cover that. But so, you know, with a caveat. Now, if they make absolutely no effort to do anything, if they're always trying to, you know, but maybe they're being depressed rather than being toxic. Right. So, you know, there's always more than one way to look at it. And like always these things, you know, it probably takes more than one of these suggestions to you. These are things to think about, not necessarily, you know, oh, it's a clear sign. No, no, no. Yeah. No, no, no. So These I just, are just things to... to think about. Yeah. Okay, number two, they don't respect your privacy. Your partner regularly goes through your personal things. Think email, text message, social media accounts. Now, that's just creepy. Well, okay, I'm, I'll play devil's advocate. I actually, I, I actually agree. If it's creepy, if especially if you have an issue with it, but I don't care if you go through my phone or my email accounts or pick, pick through my Facebook no, pages. That, okay, no, wait a minute. But of course, you uh, also don't do it. But that's, so. that's different. We have, you and I have a personal agreement. We are open book. Anytime you want to go through any of my chats, any of my social media, I don't, you're on my social media. So, I, mean, <laughs> so, I only have one social media. I only use Facebook. And, but, and you do the same thing, I, you know, and sometimes I'll tease you, who is that text from? Who's the hussy? <laughs> you know, yeah, sometimes I'll tease you. Who's but, the hussy? 
but but that's different than somebody regularly digging through your emails and your phone. Let me see your phone. Yeah, what? Well, yes, it, it, it's different. Yeah, who's the hussy? It's someone asking a political question. You really don't want to know. It's like you know those that commercial. You know where the, the guys on the phone talking to the insurance agent, and the lady comes down. Who are you talking to? <laughs> Jake from State Farm. Oh yeah, Jay. <laughs> Jay, State Farm. What are you wearing, Jay? Jake. <laughs> Oh, he sounds hideous. Well, he's a guy, so you know, it's like, yeah, no, he, he's a political activist. It's really not that interesting. I'm not answering it. So, you know, <laughs> yeah, my conversations late at night are not that interesting, but people know I'm a night owl, so they send me stuff late at night. <laughs> it's really is that interesting. And it's very uninteresting. I would actually. Prefer some interest. I don't even get interesting bots anymore. It's like they leave me alone now for some reason. Well, you're not fun. <laughs> you chased them all away in the campaign. I would just use my <laughs> subtle technique of what do you want? You just and, chased uh, them all. You chased all my fun away. <laughs> I can't even pretend to be a desirable person anymore. Can't even pretend. Oh yeah, you had two hellos on your James Josh. Yeah, I know, but those are just those are just bots, so I don't care. I know the difference. But I used to get them like every day, man. It's like you, you used to get like a, you know you'd get a marriage proposal. I get marriage proposals every day on my chat, or yeah, about once a week. You get well, a marriage about proposal. once a week, not every day, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I don't get very many marriage proposals anymore. They make me sad. They make me, you know, people so desperate, you know, that they would do something like that. Yeah. Okay, they don't care about your interests. No, you know what? I care about your interest, but your level of interest, for instance, politics, I care about your interest, but your interest is infinitesimal mine is infinitesimal interest in in relation to yours well, you were just why would you expect someone i actually if you the, the point they're actually making here is is if they're making you feel guilty about having your own interests making you feel guilty oh oh, oh. yeah well cuz i'm trying to read this and it's and it's kind of one thing if you know your hobbies are different like you know ours are you know, or our interest levels and in, in, in things are different. Like you have a small interest level in politics, and you know, I I'm got a different interest level in politics. Yes, you do. You know that type of thing. And, yeah. And so it's not like you care. There's just a difference level. Yeah. And you know, we watch different TV shows until we find the. And so the one we have, the one we watch, we watch the one like freaking a thousand times. <laughs> 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 we have a couple shows we watch together. Yeah, but we But the, we don't sit and binge watch Fraser. Yes, no, but we also we tease each other about it a little bit, but we don't make the other person feel guilty. We don't kind of guilt trip anybody into trying to participate no, in ours. Something they don't want to do. No, no. We, we don't see we don't play any of the games. I think that if you kind of want to short, if you want to shorten this list, if you feel like you're playing games in your relationship, you've probably got a problem. If you feel like your relationships works like a game, you've probably got a problem. So anyway, 
Well, the next one is a big one. Uh-huh. They rely on shaming as a tool for change. Mm-hmm. Okay, if you're if your spouse resorts to shame the other, that's a red flag. For instance, your husband passively aggressively proclaims, gosh, it must be nice to never have to worry about meal planning. Instead of sitting down and saying, I'm really drowning, you know, can you, uh, I'm doing this every night, can you give me some ideas? Uh, I I agree, but again, with the caveat, if that's the only thing they do, they're doing <laughs> wrong on this list, then they just don't know how to have the, the difficult conversation. Oh. Because a lot of times a passive-aggressive conversation like that is they've never been modeled how to have uh, that conversation. They simply don't know how to do it. That's one of those things that you actually learn in therapy how to do. I resemble that remark is what I'm told. Okay, I used to resemble that remark. So I can actually understand the mindset. What do you mean used to? You're sarcastic as hell. Yeah, but I'm not. But I'm not. But I'm not sarcastic. Is in a way to get you to change your behavior. No. No, I'm just sarcastic in a way to have a little fun and poke a little. And okay, maybe there's a kernel of truth in the bottom of it somewhere. But that's the only. Cause you need that to, for it to be funny. It's just, <laughs> <laughs> otherwise, it's not funny. <laughs> And I'm perfectly willing to take fire, right? I don't get upset when people do the same thing back to me. You know, quite frankly, I appreciate a good joke. If she was, hey, man, if it's funny, I'll give you all the credit in the world. I'll laugh with you because, you know, I appreciate a good joke. But, and, you know, you can't be sarcastic and, and joke around like that and then get all bent out of shape when people do it back to you. That's just rude. So I don't like comics who get mad at hecklers. I'm not saying now I get mad at comics who deal with hecklers. Dealing with hecklers is fine. I don't don't like comics who get mad at hecklers. I don't mind them tearing them apart and making them fun, and making them fun of them, and making them go away crying. That's fine because you know you're a heckler. You're dealing with a freaking professional comedian. You get what you you started to fight. You get you get what you paid for. <laughs> but don't get mad at them. Because you make a living out of making fun of people. And so, you know, you don't get to be mad at someone else who's heckling you. You get to deal with them. Fine. But you just don't get to be mad at them. That's my only feeling. Deal with them. Make them go crying home to their mama. I don't care. But don't be mad. <laughs> That's all I'm saying. Don't play. Hey, man, play silly games. Don't go heckle a freaking professional comedian. It's not going to turn out well for you. It's just not. <laughs> They're professional comedians for a reason. <laughs> it's not a good idea. It's like, don't don't start a boxing match with a professional boxer. It's not going to end well. <laughs> There's just certain things you don't want to do. All right. As you can tell, I'm really not into this toxic thing today. Yes. <laughs> Number five, they regularly threaten to end the relationship as a way to stop certain behaviors. Good heavens. That's scary. How can you? I, I don't think I could live in uh, 
type of environment? Well, that's the ultimatum environment. It's it's the walking on eggshells environment. And it works when after you've isolated somebody, they're afraid. If they've been isolated, then you can threaten to leave them. And then what are they going to do? They're all alone. Um, so these things work in conjunction. If you've only got one of these things, then it's a problem that you can be dealt with. Uh-huh. And if you've got three of this list, then you've got a serious problem. Uh-huh. So any one of these things can be explained and dealt with. Even this ultimatum thing is someone has a severe fear of abandonment, and so they're overcorrecting. So you can deal with that if that's all the issues. But if they've isolated you, at the same time, they're belittling you for your hobbies. Now you've got the witch's brew of that's a severely toxic relationship. See, one thing is, okay, there's an issue here to be dealt with. Yes. Two of these things is, okay, there's a couple issues here to be dealt with, and we've got to be insanely mindful of going farther because there's danger ahead. It's like flashing warning sign. You get three. It's a big-ass warning sign, cross, skull and crossbones. Get the fuck out. Pardon my French. <laughs> Sorry. I, it really is. Uh, it's that kind of thing. I think. Because any one of these things is simply being human. You know, the damaged human beings we all are. It's very easy to be one of these things. But you're more than one. Yeah. One of these things can be fixed. All right, what's what we got? They shift the focus on a, on a problem to a focus on their hurt feelings. Yes, emotions over issues. Yeah. Because it's not about the thing. It's not about the thing. The thing isn't relevant. Yes, it is. No, not to them. It'll there'll always be a thing. The thing literally isn't relevant. There'll always be a thing. There'll always be another thing. So that's why it's uh that's why they focus on their emotions. Because there's no logic to what they're choosing that they're upset about, that they're problem. There's no there's no logic to the problem. You can either not defend it, and so when you can't defend your problem, you focus on the emotion. If there's no logic, you focus on the emotion. Oh. Yeah. If there's no emotion, you focus on the logic. <laughs> it's what is it's the it's what is the lawyer? If you have the law on your side you, you focus on the law. If you have righteousness on your side, you focus on righteousness. If you have neither on you, your side, you pound the table and yell. It's the same way. And this is a little different. If you So they focus on emotion because they don't have any other argument. Emotionally damaged. They're infantile. Emotional infants. I actually suspect most people who are toxic 
toxic controlling relationships if you get scratched really down to the psychological bare bones they're simply emotional infants damaged human beings fear of abandonment and there's likely some logical reason and trauma beneath it doesn't excuse the behavior though so, so that's where you're stuck at yes at some point in your adulthood <laughs> you have to go hey i i am being controlled i no longer want to be controlled i have to do something about this help <laughs> yeah <laughs> that's the difference between the 22 year old jerk and the 35 year old responsible human being you know, you've learned to deal with to not be an emotional infant. You never get over your trauma. It's always carried around with you. It's you learn how to deal with it. You, know, you can't get over trauma. You get over it. You don't get over it. It's always part of you. Yeah. Yeah. There's no way to get over it. You learn to you learn to deal with it in healthier ways. Yeah. yeah. You learn to not make it make your life worse than it already. What did? You know, hey, it already screwed up my life. I'm not going to let it screw up my life any longer. I'm taking control of my life back from you. That kind of thing. You know, I look at it actually differently. I give, I thank it for an opportunity. You know, there comes a point where you can thank it for as an opportunity to become a better human being. You treat it as a friend and you move on. No, I choose the thank you, get the <laughs> heck out of my life version. Yeah. I'm well, done with you. Well, yeah, but they're all different. I have given you enough no. of my time. Yes, well, that's that's how I don't give them any more my time. I, I make them my friend and I put them in the closet and I don't talk to them very often. Well, that's another, that's another way that's the Every now and again, when I have that's to go into the closet, well, I make sure I pat them on the head. Gentler. Well, it's gentler on me. Yeah. Because ultimately, all this is me. That trauma that I'm dealing with, it's not external. It's me. It's in my head. So it is me. And so why wouldn't I be kind to myself? It's just being loving to myself. You know, it wasn't very useful. It caused a lot of problems, but it's still part of me. I still have to love it. I'm done with you now. Go sit in your corner. And go, you know, I'll give you a chair and make you nice and comfy. Go sit over there. I'll come visit you every now and again. But you're no longer playing a part, a large part of my life. I love you. You know, neither one of us asked for you to be here, but I love you anyway. And yeah. What is she going to do? Hit yourself? Couldn't do it anymore, I suppose. I shouldn't say. <laughs> These things turn into therapy sessions somehow. I've never known how that always happens. <laughs> All right, so what's his last one? They refuse to discuss or avoid matters that are important to you. Now, this one gives the example of you're desperate to create a budget. They put, you know, 
they keep putting down, putting it down or flat out saying it's not a priority. But if you can get to the point where you work together, you know, if they could say, okay, you know, I'm not into the details, pull one together and then I'll go through it with you. You know, this is a, this is a, a healthier way to move. I can't problems. speak on this example. That's exactly what we did many years ago. Yeah, but I, so many years yes, we've but, stayed with the same thing. Down. Years always lived your head, yes. but and occasionally, when when one of us has to make an adjustment or God, the other, we have, to, we have to. We have I'm saying we don't actively do squat. We don't now as a no. joint budget, but no. it's not that we completely ignore it. Because if one of us needs to change our budgets, we 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 deal with we, it. But we, yeah. we we're flexible. Yeah, we're we flexible. we deal with it. But yeah. yeah, you have your budget, I have mine, and the two only meet if something drastically changes. Yeah. yeah. But yeah, I said I can't. I it's the problem of the example. This I, I get their report. Their point is actually valid. It's just the example is like I, I I'm speaking from a spot of hypocrisy, and I can't do that. Because yeah, <laughs> you know me, I can't. You know, I can't. No one would have known except the fact that I know that we died. Yeah, I, that budget thing is. I'm looking in the mirror on that one. I'm going, hey, yeah, there's my one on the list. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but you do it. If I pulled one together, you'd give me the time and you'd look over it with me. You you would you would do if it you grudgingly, but you would do it. If you expressed a deep desire for me to sit down with you and do it, I would do it with as much enthusiasm as I could muster. Not that it would be a lot, but I would do as much as I could muster. <laughs> See, that's all we ask. That's all we ask. I would really try to have as positive a positive result, but I try. You know, it's like going shopping. I really try to not have a bad attitude when I go shopping. I just can't help it. <laughs> I really try. And you're actually very good about trying to get me in and out, especially when you go to the, the, the goofy store. The dollar store? No, the, no the, uh, the whole paycheck and all that kind of stuff. Whole Foods, Whole Foods and the co-ops and, and the organic Oh, God, stores. I can't leave you in there for five minutes. <laughs> I got it. That's mission-focused <laughs> shopping on my part. Get in, get out before you have a breakdown. Start whispering, Mary had a little lamb in my ear. No, it's time to get the hay out of there. <laughs> yeah, that was funny. I actually... Uh, and that was complete. It's not like I sit there. I thought about I'm going to be funny and go. It just sounded like a good idea to sing "Mary Had a Little Lamb" for whatever reason. You yeah, would, ha you, would had it, you would had it. You had had it 
you had had it. Uh, was that the day they had the the? Was that the? It was during the holidays. No, but was that the time I found they saw the hand sanitizer? Yes, the, the, the gluten free hand sanitizer. That's when you oh, saw God. the gluten free yeah. hand yeah. sanitizer. <laughs> like, who the hell's eating hand sanitizer? <laughs> I still don't get the gluten-free. And I swear to God, I saw gluten-free water. I swear to God, I saw gluten-free water. Also, I guarantee you. You have learned to love me and go fast through your shopping trips. I, yes, I, I really do. do Send me a note at uh, love at late night love us or a note at Twitter or send us a Facebook message on Facebook. Message. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And tell us why, because this is a show that I don't think I would even listen to. Shouldn't probably say that to your own audience. But. I thought it was highly entertaining. Yeah, no, it wasn't bad. It's just not what I promised. <laughs> and that's gonna bug you. That's gonna bug me. Yeah, that is gonna bug me. If I had promised, hey, we're just the Saturday night mayhem, you know, it is what it is. 
then I would have had fun. It would have, I think we had a perfectly good show. It was funny. We laughed. You know, we didn't really do anything important, but you know, it doesn't always have to be important. And instead, I promised talks about toxic relationships and we're 